find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. What is up, everybody? Deaver here in LA, across the country from my co-host Bush. Dude, what a day it has been, man. This last three days is a whirlwind. I'm ecstatic right now. And our producer, Jim. Uh, Jim? Jim? No, Jim. Huh. Nah, yeah, Jim won't be joining us this episode. Uh, he has some scheduling conflicts. Uh, probably, probably, probably a little Game of Thrones watch party. But uh, don't worry. He'll be editing this thing. Uh, and we'll have it to you. You're probably listening here Tuesday or Wednesday this week. So Jim will be back. He's behind too the much, scenes. Uh, too much red wine for Jim from the yeah. uh, Game of Thrones episode. Yep. Dude, all I can say is, wow, what a Sunday itself it has been. We had the Masters early, early this morning. West Coast time, first tee off was 6.30. The tro- or the green jacket was handed out by noon. Um, and then we just got done watching Game of Thrones. Bush, I'm on, I'm on cloud nine right now. I am so, like, I was so ready to record this podcast, get our content, get our, you know, opinion out to the listeners just on what an awesome day it's been. It doesn't get bigger than a Masters Sunday and a two-year hiatus obliterated by this eight-episode, whatever. I, where, dude, I can't even talk. Where, I, do I'm like, oh. where do we start? Where do we begin? I think we just yeah. have to calm down, maybe center ourselves, take a little deep breath, and we'll travel to Augusta. Let's cue in the music here. do 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 Yes. The Masters. Tiger Woods is back he has won his fifth masters his i think 11th major and since through all the turmoil through all the injury pain scandal all that crazy stuff the best golfer probably one of the best athletes of all time called golf sport you know call golf like a you know physical you know need athletic ability sport of all time yeah, man, dude, to see Tiger, see Tiger Woods win the Masters this year was just, I never thought we'd see it again. And to be, you know, he won them when we were born, like when we were alive. Um, but I've never been able to sit down and really understand the game until, you know, now. And, and watching him win and the feat he did to, do, to get there, man, it's staggering. No, likewise, like we all know the lore of tiger woods you know people our age like you know late teens early 20s they know the lore of tiger but we didn't really get into watching golf until recently right you know we we know um we know the past five years of of you know tiger coming back the back fusion surgery all that kind of good stuff we don't know this dominant performance how he drives crowds drives viewers um, he almost, you know, stops time, right? I, I see stuff on Twitter now of like entire stadiums watching playoff basketball today, but instead of watching playoff basketball, they're streaming the masters on their phone inside of, inside of the arena because they paid a couple hundred bucks for that ticket, but streaming tiger winning the masters for free was more important. Absolutely. Every screen that I own, iPad, iPhone, two TVs, computer, <laughs> everything had either Different feeds of the Masters going. You know, there was a lot of other good sports on this week. There's some good NCAA lacks on. Um, hockey was on. Dude, this was one of the most epic weekend in sports I've ever experienced. 
I was at work during uh, during during the Masters this morning. I had the TV on in the office streaming it. I didn't touch my computer for three hours. I think my jaw was just kind of dropped and just taking in at least the last probably like four or five holes. I just didn't move from my seat. I was just glued to the television. Yeah, and, and me and you were texting throughout the whole thing, and one thing I literally could not have been more on the same page with you about was having a smile on my face the whole time watching him win that Masters. Just like, this is it. This is what people were talking about. This is the Tiger effect. And at the end of it, selfish of me, but like I was even more proud to just like be a part of it, finally. Be a part of the, the aura, the legend, the um, mystique of Tiger Woods. And to see him in red at Augusta National winning putting on that green jacket i mean i have i think i have goosebumps right now just talking about it again like i'm just kind of sinking it like i won the masters basically yeah <laughs> absolutely uh so let's uh let's dive into our our picks and and see how they did here um you know deaver jim uh bush myself and uh our web guide nate we all nader uh we all did our masters picks um so i actually uh i took the uh took the trophy man Tiger Woods was my first pick in the draft, and he pulled out the Masters dub. So uh, can't wait to choose dinner when we get back in the studio. What are you going to choose, Mickey, Mickey Fleas? That's, that's, a, that's a good bet because if Bush wins, we're just picking yeah. Mickey Fleas. It's like yeah. you know, a couple Happy Meals, and he's set. So Exactly, dude. That's all I need. All right, yo, so quick story real quick. I was out in uh, New York City last night, and uh, like all the boys I'm with, they're drinking Red Bulls and stuff to get fired up. They're like, yo, like you want a Red Bull or something? Like You look a little tired. I was like, nah, dude, like. I just Ubered some food here. I was like, wait till, wait till you see what comes. I was like, this is what's going to fire me up. This is what's going to get the blood flowing. Get a on the door. Uber eats Mickey D's, baby. Oh 40 chicken nuggets for 10 bucks. <laughs> Dude, I used those nuggets. You're man. the cheapest date. You're the cheapest date. Thanks for yeah. winning that bet because now I'm going to spend yeah. – if me, Jim, and Nate all split it, we're spending, what, a collective like $3.40? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you guys are in the clear. You know, I might, I might say five guys just, you know, go a little better on the on the, the uh, fast food chain. But okay. dude, either way, you guys are not going to be breaking the bank on me. Don't worry about that. So now we have Tigers. I, I mean, I guess we have all the other majors to look forward to here on out, right? They're at Bethpage Black in a couple of weeks. I think we have some access. It's uh, it's close to home. Bethpage Black PGA Championship. We'll see Tiger try to tackle on another major. It can, dude. I, I, this guy's the limit at this point, right? He's won the Masters, or did he already reach the limit? I mean, it's 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 the Masters, it's Augusta, it's the Green Jacket. I mean, we got three other majors, but that's the one to win. I still think he's got a shot. The way he played today, the way he came from behind, he's never won. I believe he never won a Masters from behind like this. And you know, he didn't get his lead until the halfway through today. Right? Yeah, man. It was it was amazing to watch. Uh, yo, this whole access Beth Page Black thing, dude. It might as well be the Masters because we're gonna treat it, dude. It's a major. If yeah. you attend any major, dude, it might as well be the biggest stage in golf. Like, dude, there's four majors every year, and they are like, it's like having the World Series, the Super Bowl, the the Stanley Cup match, what whatever. Like, they get four of them, and they're treated like that. Yeah. Like the Masters today, dude, that is all right. So I, there was like this ranking that came out. It was like, where do you rank the majors? And yeah. the overwhelming majority said the Green Jacket that you win at the Masters is the cream of the crop it's the it's the big one but we also said right after what's the next one u.s open u.s open yeah and then and then we said maybe the open or maybe the pga i don't know we said the pga was like third or fourth i don't know but still dude huge it's still a major it's still a major it's actually coming up dude it's it's in like 
mid middle of May, May 16th through 19th. So we uh, got our book, our tickets. Free parking pod takes on the PGA Championship coming up soon. Congrats, Tiger. We'll cover. I mean, we'll be covering it throughout the throughout the summer. See how else you know how he does. Um, but just so happy, so happy to be a part of it. Thanks, Tiger. Yeah, definitely. So we're gonna roll right into it. I mean, it went from Tiger, whatever you did in the couple hours in between, you know, a little nap, a couple beers, bite to eat, maybe got some work done, probably not, and then boom, <laughs> Game of Thrones, season eight, episode one, final season. Bush, what'd you think? All right. So realistically, like dead at, dead ass serious here. Uh, Episode one of season eight was everything I expected it to be. It was yeah. John finding out he's the the spoiler alert. It's John finding out that he's like the rightful heir to the throne. Um, it's just dude, like everything happened exactly kind of how I pictured. There wasn't a White Walker fight. Um, it was just it was very good. They did exactly what I expected, which is crazy because they never do what you expect. Yeah, if you if you knew we were talking Thrones this podcast, you knew there'd be spoilers. So I'm not even gonna have to say spoiler alert. Like you, you should <laughs> probably skip if you have you know skip this part. I guess here if you haven't if you haven't watched Thrones yet. But yeah, my favorite part probably of the entire episode, like you said, it was it was gonna be a little slower. People were gonna find out some things, which was great. They didn't drag that on to another episode where we want to see some action. My favorite part through the entire thing was probably Jon Snow riding the dragon with Daenerys. That was awesome. I didn't think anybody else. I didn't think anybody else could do it. And now with two left, we'll see those two probably ride into battle on dragons against the Night King on his dragon later on this season. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree with you, man. I actually had a question for you. Um, you know, you and I like to talk a lot of shop with like uh, cinematics and whatnot. But uh, how do you think Sam Tarley did explaining to John that he's the rightful heir? I, I wanted to hear what you say about that. Yeah, yeah. I think he lost credibility when he brought up the part about his dad and his brother being killed by Daenerys first. I, th- I think that was kind of weird how he brought that up. I, I mean, it was kind of not selfish of him. I mean, geez, she killed, you know, she executed his dad and his brother. But like, he lost credibility when he told John. I would automatically, automatically think that Sam, I mean, it's his boy, but I would kind of have doubt in the truth, you know, what he's saying. So it's good that. Sam has the backup of Braun, you know, like the backup of his story and visions and whatever he does, has, as Sam even said in the show. Um, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of weird. It was like, hey, your girl killed my dad. Also, your girl's your sister. So sucks for you. Like, I don't know. It was almost like John could be yeah. like, you're saying that because you hate her now, but. Yeah, it it seemed like it came out of spite. I don't know, man. I think that it could have been explained better, but I I like what they did. They they made him upset, and that was the reason he told. I mean, not the right. full reason, but like he Took had a edge, right? Exactly. So he he didn't only tell John. He was he had tears dripping down his face, and he was like, John, listen, man, like your girl would she fight for you? Would she do this? Would she do that? I mean, she, he started bringing up all these points he that made a really great made John think. If yeah. he was going to bend the knee and have her be the queen, she definitely should bend the knee and, you know, because he's the rightful king. It's Now, I'm excited to see how John brings it up to her. Exactly. exactly. I, I, I don't know how you bring that up. 
Yeah, so I like how they juxtapose like that conversation with uh, like Tormund and the other guys like going up in uh, Castle Black and whatnot because um, everybody knows, right? So like every, I don't know, man. It's it's weird because I the first thing I thought of was how's the gen like how's everybody else going to react to this because all they know is the honorable Jon Snow. They don't know Aegon Targaryen, like so the Seven Kingdoms, dude. It's, it's it's almost yeah. like it's almost like you're having an argument with your girlfriend, right? You're having an argument with your girl, and you just concede. You, you know what, honey? Honey, you're right. You're right about yeah. this one. And all of a sudden, you you go on living that she's right for the next like five minutes, like whatever was the choice for dinner or something at, at home, directions on the way to on the way somewhere. Honey, you're right. And then all of a sudden, like you start going down that wrong road, and your GPS goes to correct you, and you're like, I knew we should have took the other exit. <laughs> exactly that's exactly like i knew and then and then all of a sudden she's the bad you're like you're the bad guy for saying that she's wrong anyway yeah man i don't that's a tough that's a tough combo especially when they're hot and heavy in winterfell yeah yo keep your queen warm got me going yeah fire me up tell you that one got me warm (laughs) keeping us warm at home thanks thanks denarius Uh, um Little uh, little shout out to our boy over at uh, Barstool. Um, the Presidente made a little uh, highlight video after the jerk reaction vid. Yeah, dude, how funny was, it was that? Perfect. It was ver- like exactly what I would have what I would have said. Sometimes he says outlandish stuff. You know, he's a hothead or whatnot. He yeah. try- likes to stir the pot, but that was exactly it. He brought up a great point. The other part, Jon Snow riding the dragon, and then the other part that freaked me out and was awesome was the the kid that was like up against the wall in like the circle of limbs thing yeah. i thought he was still like per, a human you know like dead but a human and right. uh nope just when we least expected bah, he jumps out and does the the white walker thing and they burn him like a barbecue yeah yo the other thing that was real funny in that video so like queen daenerys targaryen so d like daenerys targaryen is her name right in the video in the video um he was he was literally just like Tenarius Targaryus. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't really watch. It reminded me of the uh, Key and Peel when they're all like saying their names in the football match. He's like, Tamarius Tactheritrix. <laughs> Funny as hell, dude. So I can't wait to watch, and we'll try not to make it Heavy Thrones, but the scheduling of us recording on Sundays and Thrones right before, I mean. You're going to hear some Thrones content for the next six weeks. Sorry, not sorry. We'll keep it short for those non-Thrones fans. Um, and for you know, for those non-Thrones fans, just give a little you know, five-minute bump on the SoundCloud, and we'll get right back to the free parking pod. Absolutely. So, Bush, some other crazy stuff in sports today. I didn't get to watch the game itself, but one thing I want to talk about is the Tampa Bay Lightning. President Trophy winner, um, they won so many games this season, over 100 points, I think over 120 points. They're down 0-3 in the series to the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the like weaker teams in the playoffs. The Lightning scored at a record pace this season. Uh, Nikita Kucherov, one of the best players, uh, was keeping pace with the team for his personal points. Also had over, I think, 110, 120. Um, they've been shut down by, I don't know, a Blue Jacket team that made some moves at the deadline, but not, they're not supposed to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning. Like this, that, they were my Stanley Cup pick. That, that's who I have some money on. And um, it looked like they couldn't lose. They haven't lost. Here's a stat, and then I'll let you get into it. They haven't lost three games in a row all season, and they just did here in this series. They've lost two games in a row 
only like three times this entire season. That's how much they've won. Like they don't have losing streaks, and here they are in the playoffs, first round, three in a row, could be swept. Right. So a tweet here from Elias Sports Bureau says that the Blue Jackets are the fourth team in the last 30 years to win the first three games of a playoff series versus the team that finished the regular season with the most points in the NHL. So, dude, it's they're pulling off something that hasn't been done in three decades, man. It's it's pretty legit. I'm not I'm not I should be I should be sold, but I'm not totally sold on the Jackets sweeping. I'm sorry, even winning the series. Like, I really think the Lightning still do have a chance. When you have a team that they haven't lost many games in a row all season, they lose three in a row here. They're so deep. They're so deep. They're so loaded. McDonough, Hedman, Kucherov, Stamkos, and their forwards go lines one through four. I could see them pulling this out still. I'm hoping, right? I got some, I got some, I got some scratch on the line to, to hope they pull it out. But um, just monumental. The playoffs have been awesome so far. If you, if you haven't checked the NHL playoffs out, um, there's pretty much a scrum in every game. Uh, there's, a, there's a personal internal battle every game between some big guys, some scrappers. Um, and I think we have uh, tomorrow uh, the Maple Leafs and Boston Bruins series. I would check that out. Or actually, we'll be, our episode will be released afterwards. But that series is one to watch as well. Two teams that hate each other um, and two teams that you know have a chance here in this playoffs. Is it Maple Leafs Bruins or Maple Leafs Predators? Bruins. Predators or Western Conference. Predators have the uh, Stars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good one, too. I wish, I I mean, it can't, right? It's a long season, 82 games to play like this all the time, but I wish the playoffs were, the intensity of the playoffs was the entire NHL season. Yeah. it, It is, it's fun, but, like, these guys are out for blood. They're out for victory. They're out for the Stanley Cup, and you can see it, like, Every single shift is just it just hits harder. So if you want to get into hockey, if you haven't watched hockey, if you're not you know a guy like me who watches every Flyers game throughout the year, um, and then whenever another game is on, I'm watching. Turn on the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. You'll absolutely love it. You'll see why people love this sport. Um, it's just it's fire. Yeah. So yo, I saw this funny video on the gram. Uh, it was a Tampa Bay Lightning's fan. After the first loss to the first Bl- game, uh, Blue the first game, first, yeah. first game they lost. He was burning a jersey. <laughs> he was burning a Lightning jersey after their first loss in the Stanley Cup playoff series against the Blue Jackets. And when I saw that video, like I was like, "Dude, you're an idiot! Like they lost one game. Your team's disgusting. Don't worry about it." And now that guy looks pretty smart. He's not going to be the only bur- jersey burning in in Tampa. Which I mean, they're fair weather fans anyway. Like, you know, they're not true hockey fans down there, so. Right, right. Yeah, so I was reading through the comments because, dude, if you get a big viral video like that, the comment section is just the best comedy you can find around. So I was reading through the comments, and people were like, the fireplace that he burned the jersey in was... Um, like an like outdoor... This, yeah, outdoor. Little, like, yeah, one of those blue fire... Like, Stone. real... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy was like, dude, listen, if he's burning jerseys in a fireplace like that, he can easily afford a new one. Not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so keep watching. I keep turning my head here. I'm watching the Vegas Vegas San Jose Sharks series. We'll keep you updated. Obviously, we can't uh, boast about our Flyers, but uh, some other Philly sports: Sixers, Nets. Phillies having trouble. Yeah, dude. Uh, I don't know, man. Ben Simmons is scaring me a little bit with this yeah. whole calling out the fans, and makes me think he doesn't want to be here. It's it's weird, right? And and like we kind of talked about it. Bryce Harper's first. 
Um, I was kind of upset. Bryce Harper's first game with the Phillies, he went 0 for 2, I believe, with two strikeouts, and the fans were booing. No shit. No shit the fans were booing. I mean, I think, say it's Philadelphia, say it's, you know, our fan base, but anywhere where you're seeing a poor performance, I mean, the answer is a boo. I'm not backing losing. Right. I'm not. And we have backed losing for however many years, right? 2008 Phillies, the Eagles there. But like with the Flyers and Sixers, we have backed losing for years, 30-plus years. So, no, I'm going to boo when you're losing to the Nets in the first round and you have one of the best teams in the NBA. You've beaten the Warriors. You can stick with the Raptors and the Celtics. I mean, you might have some trouble with the Bucks, But you're one of the best teams in the NBA. I'm going to boo you. Sorry, Ben Simmons. Shoot a three once. Because I know I can. Not maybe not in the NBA. But, like, just do it. Yeah. Yeah, so Ben Simmons, man, I don't know. He's just – he. I think he's knee-jerk reaction, kind of like little, our little Presidente or Barstool did. But, like, man, he's got to he's gotta relax. He's got to realize the market he's in. Uh, dude, Philly hasn't changed. You've known Philly has been like this since the dawn of the Philly sports era. Don't call us out for doing what we've always done. I just don't even think it's wrong. Like, I, I don't even think it's a Philly thing. I don't think it's a bad fan thing. Like – you're not doing good. You get booed. I don't care if you're Bryce Harper making three hundred million. You strike out two or three times in your first couple at bats. Like boo, dude, boo. Do something. And obviously, you know, we know how that story's turning out. The guy's hitting home runs left and right. But like <laughs> Ben Simmons, you're losing to the Nets in the first round at home, where we 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 don't lose, man. We don't do that. No, especially the Sixers. Sixers at home is one of the most deadly teams in, in the NBA, for real. Not anymore. I mean, we'll, we'll see. They play tomorrow, um, I guess, uh, for the pod coming out. They've already played. So we'll see how the Sixers turn out in the rest of the series. Fans were nervous. I guess they were right. I, I, was, I was on the other side. I was saying, you know, we'll roll the nets and we'll see the Raptors in the second round. But we got our hands full here uh, with, with Brooklyn. Can you name me, like, one player from Brooklyn? Like, I just can't think. Yeah, I mean, I watched closely the other day. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is, I guess, the guy that I know that came over from, what, the Lakers? Kind of revived his career this year, all-star. He had a pretty good game the other day, 20-something points. Um, D'Angelo Russell, that's that's the only one I can name, though. I still still see Paul Pierce, right? Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett play for the Nets, like, that first first year when they moved from New Jersey. (laughs) I I think they're not on the team anymore, right? Yeah, last time I checked, I think they're right in the pine. I think they got, uh, I think they got sat down. So okay, yeah, Paul yeah. Pierce definitely needs to sit. Yeah, Dwayne, yeah. Wade, Dwayne Wade's so much better, but that's that's a whole <laughs> that's a whole other story. Yeah. So, Deves, in uh, other big sports news, my Delaware Blue Hens. I know, uh, you know, because I went there, you're also a fan too. So, uh, dude, our lacrosse team this year, they are they are nasty, man. They're three and zero in the conference so far. We're in a very competitive conference um, for lacrosse wise, and uh, you know we have number seven ranked Towson. We have number fifteenth ranked UMass in our conference. Delaware is currently unranked, but they just uh, you know they blew out they blew out a team that beat sixteenth ranked uh, UMass in Hofstra. So, dude, my my team. Unfortunately, when I was when I was an undergrad, they they weren't very good. But now that I'm gone, they might win the CAA, which is an automatic bid to Philadelphia for the for the lacrosse championships. Mm-hmm. 
So, dude, it's it's legit, man. I'm getting really excited, man. You're getting me into this lacrosse bug. You're getting me into it. Yeah, you had me start streaming some of the Delaware games. And then today I found myself just watching. It was on TV, and it was the that lull between the Masters and Thrones. Um, I just chucked on. It was like Georgetown and Villanova or something. I don't know, man. It's just fun to watch. It's it's pretty exciting. It kind of reminds me of like playoff hockey, but all the time. Like these guys are going at each other, especially college lacrosse. Um, don't haven't watched too much of the pros or or our local uh, indoor wings, but um, they're they're out for blood. They're out for victory. They're fighting for them, their their boys, their school. Like they want to win. And there's some sick goals, some sick saves. Um, some awesome hits. So if you're ever, you know, if it's on TV one weekend and you're just sitting on the couch or, or one night, um, there's maybe a rerun on, throw it on again, just like, just like playoff hockey, watch it, check it out. Bush got me, you know, involved and I was a hater forever, right? I'm a baseball guy, but sports sick for sport, yeah, sport the future. Yeah, it really is. And you know, that with the new premier lacrosse league coming out, um, it's dude, like, I don't know. That's just, that's a whole nother pod topic. When they come out, we'll talk about them, but they're they're you know developing this sport to be groundbreaking and and breaking down these barriers of uh, sports um, being locked into one city. We'll talk about it later, but uh, dude, I, I don't know, man. The sport fires me up, dude. When they do crease dives, when when attackmen run around and they jump in the air, yeah. shoot a ball just behind their back, out, just whip it in the net. I mean, it's unbelievable. It, Dude, it's it's shocking. So I don't I, know. I don't know when it happened. Like I know when it happened, right? We were kind of like growing up when baseball and lacrosse kind of split. That became like the new spring sport. But I, I don't know how they did it. Like this grassroots marketing effort. There's no big sports league backing it. It's not like these kids. I mean, they do now, right? They stream college lacrosse and and these other leagues. But it's not like you're you're watching this. You know, the Super Bowl of lax or every Sunday, millions of people aren't tuning into the NFL or Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know how kids get into this, but it, that sport is huge. Um, you know, there's tons of little lax bros running around with their their high socks um, nowadays. But like, I just think it's going to get bigger and bigger as those kids get older. Um, you know, the, the, we'll pick out of the pot some some nasty ones to be in the professional leagues, and and the chain will just keep cycling. Like people say, it's sport of the future. I, I don't know where it goes in terms of like TV and and kind of like ticket publicity, but um, as far as people playing it, man, it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm excited for uh, the lacrosse national championships for college um, coming to Philadelphia. Uh, quick plug for, um, you know, our, our girlfriends have a uh, little bit of uh, an allegiance to Penn State University, who is currently ranked uh, number one in the country for lacrosse. So um, they are, dude, Penn State lacrosse ranked number one in the Big Ten Conference. I mean, that's the, arguably the most competitive lacrosse conference in, in college they're about to go to Philly, and can you imagine a whiteout link? Those Penn State fans travel so good, like a whiteout Penn State link for the NCAA lacrosse championships. Yeah, that, that'll be sick. I, I don't think I can make it. We looked at our schedule. I don't think I can make it, but you're definitely going to be there. Yep. Um, so, yeah, more awesome content on location. PGA Championship, we lined up this episode, and now uh, College Across National Championship. Absolutely. We'll get some good content for you guys. All right, so Deebs, last night in uh, you know Lower Manhattan, right on the uh, pier there, we, me and my buddies were uh, ripping up the bars, and there was this five dollar deal where it was PBR and a shot of mm-hmm. your choice, rail rail shot, like house shot, and a, and a tall boy PBR. Wow. Love those. First thing I thought of. PBR beer review. This ah, week. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. 
So, I don't know, man. The red, white, and blue immediately on the can fires me up. I, I love it. Screams America. Screams America. Um, the taste of a PBR, I would most equate it to a Bud Heavy, Budweiser. Oh, spoiler. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler. We didn't crack it yet. Yeah, well, true. I guess I did. I was Easy. slamming them last night. I'm like still Easy. tasting them. Easy. In my yeah, I haven't had one in months, years maybe. Gosh, I would have been like, well. Let's just say a freshman or sophomore in college. Don't calculate the age, but. <laughs> true, true. All right, so uh, here we go. We got PBR and, uh, and uh, you know, cheers through the camera, bro. Cheers. Mm-hmm. I can't believe they even found this in California. I feel like uh, it's kind of a hipster beer, right? Like old-fashioned PBR. Yeah, it's nationwide. People drank it in the 50s. Yeah. All right, so uh, first thoughts. I'm going to go here. I'm going to immediately look to the back of the can at the alcohol percentage, 4.7, uh, which is pretty solid for one of these kinds of beers. Problem every um, Yeah, and you know, like I mentioned a little earlier, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not the greatest beer. <laughs> it's not. No. It's, it's, it's equivalent to like a Budweiser, a little Bud-heavy guy. Um, You're the only you know, Bud sticks. Yeah, it's dude. It's it's a summer beer, definitely. I'm not drinking this if it's not summer or springtime. Uh, I'm not buying it. Yeah, well, if you're buying it, dude, you would buy it last night if it was five bucks for a shot. And true, for, true, true. Uh, the circumstances would have to be right. They have to be right. It had to be the deal, or I'm stranded on an island and I find a chest of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, um, dude. Not not much else to say about a PBR. I mean. Everybody well, is I've, listening. I've been crushing it. I've been knocking it so hard. I haven't even set a number yet. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. You said the rating. I'm going to cut you off here. I'm just going to go ahead. I said it earlier. 4.7 alcohol percentage. 4.7 in my rating. And I give it four points just because it's cold and, and, and moist. And it, it, it's, you know, it's, ref, I guess, somewhat refreshing after a long day of work. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, we, we, we can't give the same number. That's uh, that's That's not okay. So... I'm gonna go a four point six nine. Uh, Come on, dude, that's so lame. That's so lame. You drank ten of these last night. Give me something better. I mean, you had a good time, right? Dude, unfortunately, unfortunately, the number's locked in after I have to say it, man. I, dude, let's I, say, hey, well, let's just say it's a bad number. Yeah, dude. Listen, man, a four seven's a really good rating for this beer. I, I might have given that myself had you not done it. Um, I, dude, it's just it's not it's not head and shoulders. It's 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 like fucking ankles and feet, man. Like, uh, ugh, dude, I don't know. Unfortunately, the red, white, and blue though, uh, that keeps it above a four or five though. Isn't PBR? Isn't that the? Isn't that the bull riding? Isn't that professional bull riding? It is, yeah. But uh, this beer is uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, professional <laughs> bull riding. This. <laughs> They do they do rankings in bull riding too, right? Four point seven. They like do. You fall off halfway through four four point seven. You gave it a go. Four point seven seconds on the bull on the back of Bushwhacker the bull from episode uh, two, right? Is that episode yeah, two? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, let's just say four point seven. Try to drink it in four point seven seconds, or you'll regret the taste in your mouth that leaves afterwards. Yeah. PBR locked in. I'm gonna pick the beer next week, Bush. How about that? I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna pick the beer. Okay. I'm gonna, for the I'm love gonna, of God, dude. For the love of God, please pick it. I'm, I'm getting tired of these beers, man. They're, they're getting I'd rather, I'd rather be rating the shot that you chased with, the, you know, you, you chased the beer with last night. Mm. 
Yeah, nothing like a nice shot of whiskey and vodka. Uh, Ten bucks later. Oh, dude, rail, rail liquor. Wait, in the same shot glass? No, so, like, you buy, like, a $5 beer. <laughs> I, I know. I, I've seen the deal. It's not just, like, at this bar. They have it other places. It's only it's only at this bar. This, <laughs> this establishment is the only place they have the shop beer deal. Actually, let me give a little shout-out. Uh, it was... Ironically, you live off the White Horse Pike, right? Like pretty close to it, don't yeah. you? Yeah. This this bar was called White Horse White Horse Bar, so it was it was kind of cool in New York, uh, Manhattan. Cool. Like yeah, so. Yeah, thanks for Snapchat, man. That was awesome. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you got the FaceTime last night. Sure, a little FT, a little FT. Yeah, you got that. All right, next week I got the beer. I already have it picked out in my mind. The official beer of the LPGA LA Open. Ooh, sponsored beer. Sponsor beer. I didn't. Are you going to tell us? Are you going to keep us on the cliff? Keep us on the cliff. Okay. All keep right, cool. on the cliff. Some may know already, but it's, uh, let's just say, Aloha. Uh, uh, it's not. See you next week. See you next week. <laughs> All right, everybody. You know what time it is. Shit, you don't say segment. Steve's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This week, about three, four days ago, you know, mm-hmm. we're ripping Fortnite per usual. It's like one in the morning. Our buddy hits Only us 11 up. here. Yeah, yeah, true. Our buddy hits us up, and we're playing Sorry, with him. He's like, Jesus, I can't do math. <laughs> and he hits us up, and he's like, yo, guys, I just I just effed up pretty bad. And we're like, what? Like, what happened, dude? Are you good? You good? This female posts a story of whatever it may be. He goes to send it to his boy and say – Look, all you needed to do was do this, you know, go out to the movies or go to the beach or go on a boat with this girl, whatever she was doing in the story, and you could have gotten with her. But instead of sending that to his boy, who would have gotten with her, air quotes, he replies to the story with the girl and says that, like, she gets the text that says, man, you could have, you know what, if you, whatever, he texts her. He texts her what he meant to say to his boy. He didn't, re- he didn't forward the DM. He didn't forward the story. He replied to the story and said what he was going to say to his boy and basically just lit his world on fire. Yeah, so he's, like, talking to us. He's like, guys, he's like, I don't know what I'm doing, man. He's like, I just messed up so bad. I, I, I replied to her story instead of sending a message to my boy. He's like, I, this, is the, this is one of the biggest mess-ups I've ever had in my life. So he's just waiting and waiting and waiting for the reply. About, Could you imagine being on that cliff, like hanging off of that cliff, just waiting to get just totally train, like just trucked by this girl when she, like, you know, finds out what you were trying to send to your buddy as a joke? Yeah. So he gets the response and he's like, oh my God, gosh, she responded. She responded. And we're all like, we're like all on the edge of our seats, like, all right, tell us what she said. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're so excited. And she's like, yeah, you're right. Like, that makes total sense to me. Like, I, not a big deal. Like, whatever. And we were just like, if you can see our face, our jaws were on the floor. We were like, crisis got off scot-free, dude. Crisis averted. Crisis averted. But, I mean, whatever you're doing, whether it's, like, sharing stories or, like, screenshotting texts, like, I've done it before where I screenshot a text and send it to somebody. Have you done that before? Once you do it once, you'll never do it again. You'll never, ever do it again. You'll always make sure, like, Bush sends me something. He's like, hey, man, can't record the pod tonight. I'm going out with, with the girl or whatever. I'll screenshot it. Go to send it to the boys, and I'm like, dude, what a loser! Bush is Bush is going out with his girlfriend. What the hell? We got to film the pod tonight. We got to record the podcast tonight. One of those situations, and then Bush sees it, and he's like, oh, you dissing? <laughs> one of the, one of those. Never, never do it. Yeah, you never do it again. You never do it again. 
Yeah, man, totally. Uh, I uh, I learned that lesson uh, with an email. You know, hit a reply all instead of just a reply. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, yep. that ones too. The work email where somebody, you know, some some yep. sent something like, "Hey, Justin, can you do this?" And they send it kind of nasty, and you reply, "You just want to reply to your guy to be like, man, do I really have to do this or something like that?" And kind of diss her, you know, diss him or her a little bit. Yep, not a good look. Not, not a good look. look. Make sure, <laughs> make sure you know what you're sending. Sending, you know, make sure. You- Make sure you know who you're sending stuff to. Yeah, yeah, man, for sure. Lesson lessons learned all around here. Lessons uh, learned I, in the shit you don't you don't, don't say. Blah, blah, blah. Lessons learned in the shit you don't say segment. Yeah, big time. This is this is a big learning uh, learning experience for everyone here, including our listeners. Um, don't reply to a female story if you're trying to talk about a female to one of your boys. Not a good look. Not a good look. Life lesson, lesson learned, and you're welcome. This has yeah. been our TED talk. Yeah. <laughs> so on top of Game of Thrones, like we said, on top of the Masters, we had the new Star Wars trailer, Return of Skywalker, has officially been released. The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, whatever it is. Hate the title. You know how I stand on that. Uh, I think the sequel movies are very, very not good, subpar, uh, to say the least. Deves, you had a couple very, very good theories for me, man. If, uh, please explain. If, if you know me, you know I'm probably one of the biggest Star Wars guys out there. Which, Bush, I didn't even know that you were a huge Star Wars guy until, I don't know, about a month ago. We've been buds for like seven years now. And I, I didn't even know. And now to have another person where I can just dive into Star Wars lore and, you know, whatever, nerd stuff yeah. is awesome. So I have this awesome theory. Go check it out. Um, the Star Wars Episode Nine trailer. But... Throughout the entire thing, you see Ray, you see Finn, you see the gang. The very end, that was pretty bad. But the Emperor, <laughs> the Emperor is back. They walk. They the, the final scene of the trailer is Ray and the group walking up over this body of water, and in the body of water, you see what appears to be the remnants of the Death Star. Cuts to black, and Emperor Palpatine laughs in the background. I mean, just shudders. Shudders through your spine. He's back. How? How is he back? We haven't seen him in 30 years since episode six, Well, sorry, episode one through three. But the true Emperor, dark cloak, old-looking guy, lightning out of his hands. You know who I'm talking about? He's Absolutely. back. Yo, so is he CGI'd? Or is he going to be, you know, the Ian, whatever his name is? Ian McDermott. No, he's back. So after the trailer, after the trailer, they um, they did at uh, one of the Star Wars celebrations. I don't know. They always have, like, big, like, conferences for Star Wars. But after the end, there was, you know, in a stadium with, like, thousands of people. After the end of the trailer ran, he popped out of the stage. He popped out on stage and spoke. He said, run it again in his voice. And they ran the trailer again. And people went ballistic again at this, at this like, Star Wars celebration where they dropped the trailer. Yeah, no, he's that, back. He's dude, back. That, that's so sick, dude. The fact that he just came out and he was, like, run it again. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah. So you got a couple theories for me, right? I, I mentioned this. You know, you were texting me off the chain, and I love Star Wars too. So I was, I was feeding off of it, man. So I watched the trailer once. I watched it twice. I watched it with a coworker. I watched it with the same coworker, and then we paused and played it throughout the entire thing after every scene to kind of digest of where they were. And then I went home and did some research. And I watched a couple YouTube videos, and I got into a rabbit hole. And I've developed my theory for Episode Nine. I'm gonna break it here, and if it is correct. Call me George Lucas Jr. 
So the Emperor is back, and I believe that the Emperor is back not as Force Ghost, not as um, just you know some kind of voice or robot. I believe the Emperor is back, like back, back. Like he is in his physical form, the Emperor. I believe, going back to Episode Six, after the de- second Death Star got blown up above the forest moon of Endor. The Emperor already had a plan, and his plan was for the Empire to fall back to Jakku, Rey's home planet. Now, if you know a lot more about Star Wars, there was a huge battle, kind of like one of the last ones before the Empire truly fell on Jakku after Episode Six, before Episode Seven. Um, that's when, like, you you see Rey with all like the the old like broken down X wings and ATATs on Jakku. I believe the Emperor had a secret lab there, and a lot of star, like a lot of, I guess, um, the Empire equates to the Nazis almost, right? The huge yeah, army, imperialistic that's power, fact. like the the what the, the original creation of Star Wars, like they wanted to juxtapose the the Empire to the Nazis. The Nazis had secret labs, um, all kinds of tests going on before the end of World War II. They wanted you know to clone people, bring people back from the dead, um, rockets that could you know. Sh- sent you know fly you from germany to california in a couple hours like they had some crazy ideas and i think the emperor's crazy idea was to clone himself i believe the emperor who cloned the you know cloned jango fett created the clone army clone army created the stormtroopers i believe he had the technology and was so addicted to cloning that he wanted to clone himself so i believe that on jaku he cloned himself and was able to escape that battle in between episode six and seven thoughts I, I think it's a phenomenal theory, man. You know, I do know that one of the only cloning facilities in the galaxy is on Camino. So, you know, I, it's it, the only argument I would have to you is how did they get that technology to Tatooine like planet Jakku? I just, so I totally think your theory yeah. is absolutely correct, I- but. I think he wanted a failsafe. He knew that the Empire was falling, and he's probably the smartest guy in the entire saga. He always, you know, from episode one through six, he was conniving. He had a plan the entire time, and he orchestrated it throughout hundreds of people, you know, the entire galaxy. Second part to that Jakku lab theory, where did Rey come from? Who are her parents? We know she's somehow connected to Skywalker. How? Well, I'll tell you how. She was bred. She was bred in a test tube. I, dude, it's, it sounds outlandish, but I have the theory. The Emperor was cloning himself on Jakku. The Emperor was breeding the new Chosen One on Jakku. With, so you said with Skywalker DNA. And that, that's Correct. the name of the movie. Correct. So Anakin, Anakin turned into Darth Vader for the Emperor. Didn't work out. Wasn't the Chosen One. He saw Luke. Episode 6, he wanted to turn Luke to the dark side. Didn't work out. Luke killed him. Quote, air quotes. Didn't kill him. He now needs another Skywalker because the Skywalker blood is the true chosen one, is the be- you know the best Jedi slash Sith, whatever it may be, in the galaxy. He needs that DNA, so somehow he takes Skywalker DNA and he infuses it with a little little bit of Sith, little bit of Sith, and they make a nice little super huge, you know, super Force sensitive baby that turns out to be Rey. After the, I don't know if the timeline's totally straightforward, but after the Battle of Jakku's over. Ray, you know, the, the, the rebels kind of give Ray off to let her be by her, herself. And that's where we start episode seven. We, we see Ray on Jakku and she was just, you know, stranded there. But she was 
potentially supposed to be the chosen one for the Emperor, and that's why she's so so badass, and that's why this movie's going to be effing awesome, because we're going to see Rey face-to-face with the Emperor, who created her, and she's going to strike him down. So let me uh, let me ask you this. Did he did the Emperor take the DNA from Skywalker when Anakin became Vader? Is that when he took yes, the DNA? I believe it's I believe it's 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 some piece of Vader. I, I think um, I don't know how he could have gotten it from Luke. I think it's Vader. Definitely. I think right? it's Vader. And that's why I think don't quote me on this, but I feel like she has some some dark side powers too. If you know anything about Star Wars, there's some like light and bad powers that each kind of like Jedi have. I think she has a little bit of next to all of them. So we're going to see. I don't know. That may have been too much Star Wars for you guys, but sorry. I freaking love it. And I can't wait for episode nine. There's no bad Star Wars movie. So I'm, I'm so pumped. Yeah, man. I, I agree. Uh, all right. So, all right. Here's my thing. This is quick. This is my little plug. This is why I am a little upset with the new movies. How did Ray immediately pick up this? So obviously, based on your theory, it's pretty clear how she did it. But we're, we don't know that theory to be true. So here's right. my thing: How did Ray just pick up a lightsaber and know how to wield the thing like she's been a Jedi for years? She fought off Kylo Ren. She, dude, in the trailer, we've you're never. You're proving my theory this. right. You're proving my theory right. No, no, no. I exactly. So no, I, I, I know you're not arguing, but like you're just like helping it. Like I don't. The answer is. Right. It was DNA. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, but my thing is on the surface, you never see her train. You never see, I mean, you see her train, but you see her train very lightly. And then in the trailer, she does this tomahawk jump over Kylo Ren spacecraft. What the heck? She's peak powerful right now. She's badass. Episode nine's going to be awesome. Ray's a star. Daisy Ridley's a star. And I can't wait. Yo, is she on Hollywood Boulevard? Does she got? Does she have a star yet? No, but if she does, I should go. She will after this one for sure. She will. I saw Harrison Ford, obviously. Uh, Lohan Solo. And you, you met an actual stormtrooper. Yeah, no. <laughs> one of those like Times Square on Hollywood Boulevard. Quick plug back to the LA LA trip. Uh, Hollywood Boulevard's just littered with uh, like characters like batman wonder woman and elmo and whatever just like times square people hand out their mixtape and uh we'll throw it up on the uh on the instagram instagram bush's little little shot with a stormtrooper you didn't tip them though no so all right so daniel and i are walking down hollywood boulevard real quick with the uh you know just looking at the stars doing the tourist stuff um stormtrooper comes up and like puts his arm around danielle and he's like take picture take picture so i like snap the pic and then he puts his arm around me uh, you know, Danielle snaps a picture and then he holds one like closed fist out with like five bucks peeking out of his fist. And he's like, he's like, tip, tip. And I was like, no, dude, like you grab me. I didn't want a picture with you, like all this stuff. And then he goes, okay, may the force be with you. And I was like, you're a stormtrooper, dude. You, you don't, don't say, say that. that. <laughs> I was like, and that is why you will not be tipped today, sir, because you're a stormtrooper and you just said, first I'll be told, yeah, you're out of character. Steve's episode six is officially a wrap now, man. Do you believe it? We're episode six. We're we're two two and a half months in now, man. We are deep. We're this deep episode. In it. This episode got me so fired up to be back to be next to you in the studio after a Game of Thrones episode. We, you know, I was watching the Masters solo, watched GOT solo, um, 
I can't wait to be back and just be buzzing again with, with whatever's going on in the world um, and just, just sharing our takes with you guys. So thanks for being a part of the ride through episode six. And uh, we got, what, two or three more from Cali? And then I'm back. And then I'm back. And we should do something big for that one. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, dude, let's do a live show. Let's do a live show when we're first back in the in the in the uh, thing. Let's that Jim. Can we do that, Jim? You there? Oh, we still don't have Jim. All right, yeah. we'll figure. Jim, you know, for his punishment of missing this episode, he's got to figure out how to do a live episode. <laughs> yes, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Get it on his list. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Episode seven. One week from today. Well, I'm a bit-